Live from our respective apartments, it's Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective. Here are your hosts and judges, Katie Clay and Narber, and Chris Stockham Goodman. Katie Clay, welcome back to the ballroom. Chris, thank you for having me back in the ballroom. It is so fun to go back to our roots and to go back to basics. It is so much fun seeing the summer of 2005 reflected in this ballroom. It looks so much the same. It looks so different. There will be so much to talk about. And maybe within this hour, we'll also answer that age-old question. Does Chris hate himself for making fun of Rachel Hunter in week one? It feels like Chris should because it really feels like if I could go back to the summer of 2005, I would have campaigned hard to get Rachel that Mirabal trophy. <laughs> uh, there will be so much to talk about with Rachel and more over the course of this hour. Um, but we are really going to be retrospectiving today. We are looking at the first three episodes of Dancing with the Stars that ever aired here in the mm -hmm. United States. Um, we will be specifically focusing on the dancers, the dances, uh, but I'm sure we will have many thoughts because we might be opinionated people. Very rarely. It's really just with Dancing with the Stars do the opinionated personas come out. We will note, I know this is 15 years later, but there will be spoilers about what happened in Dancing with the Stars' first season. That said, we're really only going to focus on the first three episodes. Katie doesn't yet know the elimination order of the season, but we both do know who won. We both know who came in second, but in case you're watching along we'll try not to reveal that information to you um but it, it was so much fun seeing this series premiere because there are a lot of things that functioned the same or there were some things that already clicked into place i got so excited the first time len goodman was speaking because he and Tom were like trading a couple quips at each other. And I was like, they are both already in their personas. So we might as well dive into it, shall we? I'm, I'm ready for it. I am oh. very ready for it. I have a lot of thoughts. It was so much fun to go back because I've never seen this first season as a whole. I've seen some dances. I know um obviously what happens in the end and i know that portion of it but to go and watch it week by week has been so much fun and i have so many thoughts about the the show mm -hmm. i was just so excited to see like the kaleidoscope intro again to see the original ballroom set to hear harold wheeler's orchestra kick off that theme it just feels so right everything felt correct so we are going to talk about the three dances of each couple uh we'll go couple by couple and we're gonna start first with our already eliminated pairs so let's first talk about the bachelorette star trista sutter and her partner louis van amstel katie 
how did you feel about the bachelorette's first foray into the ballroom um i thought that she had so she had a waltz in week one i thought that her waltz was fine uh it didn't blow me away it was not super memorable in my mind um i thought they had a very interesting ending where they kind of like linked arms and sort of walked off and i was quite vindicated when len also did not care for that ending (laughs) I mean, the judges scored it an 18, which gave her one of the lowest scores of week one. Um, For me, it just like, it wasn't that memorable of a dance. The thing that stuck out to me, and this held true for Tristan both weeks that she was a competitor, she was so clearly excited to be there. Like if you watched her during the waltz, I mean, they were doing this like romantic flowing thing. And there were so many times that rather than like looking like dramatic, romantic, whatever, she was just beaming because she just looked like she was having fun. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I like that for her. This is something that should be fun. It's not really a performance of what you should be doing, but you know what? Good for you, girl. And then in week two, Trista also performed a rumba. Oh boy. (laughs) And Chris, was she excited to perform a rumba? Was she open to the idea of being intimately close with Louis? Well, Katie, her husband, she just... Chris, she's married, Chris. Katie, you may not know this, but she was on The Bachelorette and she has a husband now. She's married. She cannot be intimately inches away from another man. See, this is what I'm so curious to know. Where was there sexy in that rumba that she would have felt uncomfortable about? Well, the fact that she had to bring in her husband to, like, okay the routine, I think really did turn me off from, like, I didn't see it as sexy. And it's like, okay, put your husband's face on Louis' face and seduce your husband. I mean, it's like Carrie Ann said, like, there was no seduction there. Or Bruno might have said that, but one of the judges said there was no seduction. And there wasn't. It just, we hate rumbas 2020. <laughs> we hate rumbas always. Yes. Um, see, I maybe interpreted it in a slightly different way. I will admit, I just assumed we're bringing in the husband because the husband was on The Bachelorette. And therefore, we need to make sure we bring in part of Trista's notoriety. But from the way she was talking in her confessional in the package made me vaguely feel like she did feel uncomfortable. And I, I really didn't get that from any of the dance. I mean, if you look at everything they were doing, the song was endless love. Mm -hmm. She was in this like white flowery outfit that yes, was short and, not particularly skimpy for a rumba outfit, but I mean, it felt so like bridal to me and the choreography, no part of it felt seductive to me. I was like, okay, they're trying to do like a romantic version of a rumba. So how is this uncomfortable? And like, I can't do that. I can't be this intimate with you. Where was the intimacy? There was none. I can't imagine that Louis changed the dance so hard after that that this was like a product of compromise 
so if this was the original version, which I believe it probably was, I just, I can't understand being that uncomfortable with it. Also, on that white costume, in the rehearsal package, she was wearing like a black version of that with like no flowers, no frills, no anything. Looked so much better than the actual outfit she wore in the dance. I was like, Trista, you look yes, so good, I girl. Agree. And then she's in that white thing. And I'm like, Trista, you look so good, girl. Trista, they did you so dirty, girl. Uh, I, I will say, once again, in their rumba, there were a lot of times that I just, watching her, she's like beaming. She was having fun. And I'm like, she wants to be there. And it made me feel sad knowing that she was yes. going to go home first. It was okay to lose Trista, though. I I was happy that she was happy to be there, but I didn't particularly. Um, she said in her package in week one that she is a very competitive person. And then with the whole, oh, I can't do this. I need to bring my husband in. Like it, I was like, you know what? You're happy to be there, but you don't feel fully bought into the process. And I'm okay to lose you at this point. I had a different opinion on who I would have been fine going home first. Um, and so I sympathized with her when she said, well, this sucks. <laughs> she yeah. did get to end on something really cool. The end of her rumba where they did like the big lean out that was actually like rather difficult and mm -hmm. rather cool looking. And then she like spun into Louie was very cool. And I was like, you know what? Good for you. And she just looked so excited at it. I was like, Trista, Trista, you go home. And she did. So Trista, <laughs> we hardly knew ye, but at least you scored a 19 on your rumba for a total of 37. Mm -hmm. And let's move on to heavyweight champion. Evander Holyfield and his partner, the Lady Legwarmer, headed to Slavinska. That is four-time heavyweight oh. champion to you, Chris, as they like to point out oh, time me. after time. I don't want to be like Bruno. I don't want to have to train for a few weeks and start boxing with Evander. How did you feel about Evander just as a competitor, as a personality I enjoyed him. I think he really blossomed in week um, three. I think that's when the most personality showed in the package, personally. I always feel sympathetic and like towards the, they're really not that great, but they're really trying and they really seem to want to be there. And then I'm always like, oh God, I'm just kind of rooting for them. So I enjoyed him well enough. I think he kind of got some of the worst editing on how the weeks went because for in the first week it was literally all just ended up being like um oh his footwork is going to be so bad his footwork is going to be horrible it's going to be hard to do that like it just felt like there it was a lot more critiquing rather than showing um them as partners so take of that as that's you actually but that was really my interesting I, I was ready to object to what you were saying and then i was like oh that's not wrong evander just to me felt like he was out of his depths from second one and the moment that kind of typified my feelings on evander uh was after i think his third dance 
that he was asked uh, by co-host Lisa Canning, how'd you feel about that one? Or like, do you feel good? And he was just like, and, and like, didn't really give an answer. And then at the end of the show, uh, when he was sent home and he was asked, oh, are you going to keep dancing? He was like, Ugh. it was just so uncomfortable. Like he, <laughs> to me, he just didn't, yeah. it, he might've done fine in the packages and they could edit him in certain ways and you said like his personality bloomed but just on a as a live show presence he did absolutely nothing for me so for evander's first dance he performed a cha-cha to a score of 18 the the only thing i took away from it he looked so unnatural but i thought the judges were way kinder than they had any reason to be well i will be honest i literally wrote down i couldn't keep my eyes Mm -hmm. off of edita and that was all I took away oh. from that dance was that edit I look beautiful. My notes were she was easily wearing the least out of anybody week one. Surprise. Uh, and second, that she is so good at kind of giving choreography to the star to do. And then she'll do like some spins and a lot of movement for her that can kind of distract you and make it seem like a lot of things are happening on both ends. But it's really a lot of her. Which, I mean, yes. that's the strategy you do with somebody who has a lower ability. Um, so I was just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You go, Edita. But I, it truly, from that first dance, I literally only wrote things about Edita. Let's also point out, in the package where she got to introduce herself, she referred to herself as exotic, animalistic, sexual, dangerous, a panther. I literally cannot stand this woman anymore i love her she is perfect she is my new god i mean i just don't think it gets better than edita describing herself in that way and doing it so um like happily like it just seemed like she was excited to offer up all of those adjectives to describe herself we really love avita we love her did I write that down oh, in my notes? Me, Edita. Yes, I did. It was yeah, so um, bad. It was so bad. Might have uh... butchered her name a few times, once or twice. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Evander's second dance was a quick step, for which he scored fourteen, uh, giving him a total over the first two weeks of thirty-two, which wasn't great uh his overall score put him second to last all i know is i the very first note i have about their quick step is oh no the very first note that i have about their quick quick step is (laughs) i love that color on edita to that i say oh yes (laughs) because my like i also wrote i was just like you know what i love this outfit and then i was just thinking about like I love how much glitter and sparkle and sequins are on these early episode outfits that I just got mm-hmm. very excited. And I did not think at all about watching Evander dance. His dance was not great. I mean, it was deserving of the score that he got. Um, he was very flat footed. He almost seemed like he was walking around the floor. It just, he is it out almost of his seemed depth. like he was just walking around the floor. K- 
Katie, you're being as kind to him as the judges were. <laughs> I told you I have a soft spot for him. I say, Thander, get out of here. <laughs> Trista deserved your spot. Did she though? Um, and then finally, he led off week three, his final dance, which, if we thought a quick step was good for him, why not give him a jive? I appreciated that he said that the jive reminds him of dances that his mom taught him. And so I think he looked to be enjoying it the most of his three dances. I do not think it was the best of his three dances. Okay, yes, I'm I'm glad he had fun. I'm glad he enjoyed and had emotional connection to the jive. His kicks and flips and tricks and whatever weren't great. No. They, it was it was a jive that existed. As the very first jive performed on Dancing with the Stars, I can say it was ne- <laughs> it was never the best jive performed on Dancing with the Stars, and it was for a brief period of time the only one. You get to talk about how you're so happy that Trista is so happy to be there and how you love that she is like smiling through all of her dances and then when i say that i'm happy that evander liked his jive it's all good for evander and i would just like to call you out on some of this hypocritical attitude christopher if trista hadn't gone week one she should have gone week two (laughs) so it's not like i care that much i'm like i just think she and evander should have been flipped (laughs) but here i am being like justice for trista (laughs) yeah i if I would have been voting in 2005, Trista would have made it to week three. We have to point out the most important thing. Mm-hmm. In the package, before their jive, Edita was wearing leg warmers. And thus, a Truly, star was born. We have no choice but to stand her. She is perfect. She is beautiful. She looks like Linda Evangelista. She's a model. I mean... Mm. truly is there a more perfect woman other than you or whatever well i mean i appreciate that but i was gonna say maybe sharna otherwise no is where my mind went but sure 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 me i'll include myself (laughs) in that holy trinity all right well evander we hardly knew ye katie liked you and that's and that's enough of that let's dig in everybody um, so we are going in no particular order for these final four stars who are still with us going into the final three episodes. Katie, let's talk about the true charisma of season one. Let's talk about the one who is so excited to be there. So enthusiastic, best known for her role on Dancing with the Stars All-Stars. It's Kelly Monaco. Chris, I don't want to say that she single-handedly made Dancing with the Stars what it is. But some may say that she had so much energy and so much passion for what she was doing that it couldn't it couldn't turn out any other way than how it did because I of am Kelly Monaco. Put a real pin in that. I know you're doing a bit. I'm putting a pin in that for next week because Kelly Monaco's legacy on the show is something we are going to definitely get into. But for now, 
let's talk about the wild wooly time. I feel like we're going to spend most of our segment on Kelly, not talking about Kelly's dances, but instead talking about the judges. Well, I think it is so interesting and so ironic that one of the first things that Kelly says on this show in her package is um, she calls Alec Iceman. She talks about how he was all business when meeting him, how she debated canceling and like only knowing her on All Stars. It is so ironic to hear her say those things about him because that is my interpretation. Like you were so lackluster. You seemed like you barely wanted to be there, but yet here you are in your first season. It's just, it was mm-hmm. such a wild ride. it was also wild considering it that. felt like in that episode, the first episode especially, less so in the next two, that she was also fairly cold, professional, not that excited. Yes. All right. Yes, so I would agree. in her first dance of the series, she danced a waltz to a score of 13, a five from Carrie Ann and fours from Bruno and Len. But that five from Carrie Ann also came with the statement, I just didn't enjoy watching you dance. So Carrie Ann's five was more like a five with a shiv to the stomach. That was the thing about Carrie Ann was that everything she said felt like there was such a shiv to the stomach thrown in there too it never felt kind it never felt constructive it was always like i on a fundamental level do not appreciate your existence on this planet here's the score with with kelly especially it would be i did not enjoy this Mm -hmm. and there's no Mm -hmm. like no substance to what they're saying at at least with other contestants Carrie Ann, and the other judges if they didn't like it they would kind of quick say like eh not my cup of tea and here's why usually or like mm, there was no like fundamental dance skill here or if they did like it they would try to say here's what I did like or work on this for next time but with Kelly especially yes it felt like they rarely were telling her here's why I don't like watching it I mean they would say okay you just seem so stiff and that there's something to gain from that of you look stiff. But if you're literally just saying, I didn't enjoy watching that, or it doesn't feel like you're listening to the music, what can you gain from that? Yeah, I wrote, they're very harsh on her face, mm-hmm. but they're not critiquing on much of the content. But what was so interesting was like, okay, did I love her waltz? No. Was it my favorite waltz that I've ever seen on the show? No. But I really, really enjoyed when they were in hold and they each had one arm extended, but they were staying in hold as they were gliding across the floor. Like there were some very beautiful parts to their dance. And I don't feel like, I thought that those scores were so harsh when all that they were critiquing her on was her face. I don't think your face should deduct that much in the point system like I think the choreography was nice I think she executed it okay like I don't know it just felt so crazy that she was getting so harshly scored with no like constructive criticism for me like it wasn't a very memorable dance but it wasn't so objectionable that we had to like put her in a firing squad well and it's not even that but like it's I don't think it's that dead like Literally, I don't know if it's after this dance or if it's after the second dance. I think it's the second dance. Bruno says, like, 
was there a death? You look like you just came from the hospital. And that is so mean to say. And that's her face did not. I mean, yeah, maybe she's a little dead eyed or whatever, but she doesn't look that horrific. You know what? If Bruno wants to see a real dead face, he should watch Kelly Monaco's dances on All Stars. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't. Um, so not a memorable dance, but apparently it was the most objectionable thing Carrie Ann has ever witnessed. So if we liked mm -hmm. or or didn't have feelings about Kelly's waltz, why not immediately give her a rumba in week two, in which she scored a 17 for a total score over two dances of 30. Uh, I thought this week she definitely showed more personality. I think she was improved in the dance. Personally, I saw some moments of like, you could tell when she was like a little flat footed or she wasn't having that much hip action. And then like halfway through a move or something, suddenly you would see that change. So you could see that she was trying, but you could also really see she was thinking very hard during it. There were a lot of times where I felt like Alec was really flinging her. I felt like he... I don't know. It didn't feel like she was in control of much. It really felt a little like haggard, maybe. I don't know, quite know what the right mm -hmm. word is, but like it just felt very aggressive. And I don't think a rumba is meant to be that aggressive in their movements. Um, but I, in her package, she almost was like bubbly in a way. Like she and was just very like, I'm not going to let the judges get to me. And, you know, I so appreciate that people are voting and, you know, I look forward to this week. And like, I mean, when they cut to her, she's waving and she mouths, hi, mom. And like that just, she seemed happy to be there. It, it was very easy, especially from episode two on to see why she was an audience favorite because there was mm -hmm. even a moment before a commercial that the Harold Wheeler Orchestra is doing the bump ba dum bump bump ba da and she started like moving her head to the music and like moved a couple like bits of her body to like to the music in ways that the other people like standing against the wall weren't and I was like that is so endearing she was clearly like just being kind of dorky and fun um yes and just from the audience reaction in the ballroom you can tell how much they like her which is interesting because I'm like, I don't necessarily see it the way that they do. I, I no. can see, say in this episode, the sparks of this is why I could see it happening. I don't personally feel it, but I also don't, I truly don't understand why the judges hate her so much. No. Because she's just, she's unobjectionable to me. Yeah. She's just, she's there, but she's not like rancid. No. That does not sound like a compliment, but it was a Miss Monaco. That was a compliment. I just want that to be very clear. We mm -hmm. are okay with you being there. Mm -hmm. Um, so she gets a seventeen, to which Lisa says, <laughs> "That is really low, guys." <laughs> and I could not handle how horrible of a way that was you to got handle a 13 last getting week, that score. And now you got a 17. That's really low. Imagine if you had gotten a 13 That is again. really low, guys. It was like, what were they supposed to say to that? It was so uncomfortable. Um, and there was definitely a moment in their dance when 
he is just kind of rubbing his face against her face and they're both kind of like breathing the same air and i started to internally chant kiss 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 we do not support alec being with anyone other than edita slavinska well no no i before we move on i would just like to point out one final thing Mm -hmm. what were those like boob tassels on her costume i don't and also she was definitely Mm -hmm. the most scantily clad which felt right knowing season 15 well, of Kelly Monaco. It, it was it, like, not only was she easily, like, scantily clad, very little costuming on, but like, truly, they were like, they weren't tassels, but they were like big fabric swatches that were hanging down and not separate to anything. So they were just like yeah. moving around. And I was just like, I have no idea yeah. what I'm watching, but somehow I am like unable to look away and i wish that i could her entire back was exposed too i think tom um made some comment where he was like oh we tried to put a mic on that outfit but like Mm -hmm. couldn't find a space or something and it was like yeah i feel that in my soul it was a little creepier than that because he said something like a bunch of people volunteered to find a place to put it like and i was like okay it's it's too it's it was a different time yes yes and it's Tom, and he mm-hmm. wouldn't mean it that America's way. America's dad. So then we go Is in- that Tom Hanks? <laughs> is Tom Hanks our dad? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well then Tom Bergeron is- Our creepy uncle, who's not that creepy. <laughs> our fun uncle. He's the funkle. Yeah. Uh, the final dance that they performed, they also had a jive uh, for a score of 21. Much better. Kelly was the only female to perform a jive that week, which there was only one other female, but Kelly got a jive with Joey and Evander for week three. And she had a great attitude on her package again. Yeah, she had a great attitude then. She had a great attitude in the live show because for once, so she got a six, seven, and an eight. Uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Ann, Len, Bruno, and... Each of them were like, okay, this is your best dance. Here's what you can do better. And Carrie Ann got booed as soon as she started saying, here's what you can do better. Um, which I found delightful because like, yes, Carrie Ann, the minute you start saying bad things about Kelly, we are ready to boo because we don't want to hear about- Because you how, hate her. We don't want to hear about how she stole your boyfriend and how uh, <laughs> she moved in with your dad and how she once like drowned five of her puppies. We don't want to hear it, Carrie Ann. But after that was all done, Kelly specifically said, you know, I love hearing constructive criticism. I wasn't mad about any of it. I was glad to hear it. From an attitude perspective, again, you can see- why Kelly became a, f- a fan favorite of sorts. The jive itself, I mean, certainly the first half was sloppy. Mm-hmm. But again, she's getting better. And the jive she was given was probably, if not the toughest of the three. I mean, there was a lot of content for her to do. So I gave her props. Um, I loved the move where her legs are kind of spread apart a little bit and Alec does like a split to go like under her. Mm -hmm. I loved that move. I don't think I've ever seen it performed in a jive and I, oh, I like got chills from that. But 
that was Alec doing that, yeah. not Kelly. Yeah. Her costume also felt like it would have been better for like a Latin Latin dance, not a mm-hmm. jive, but uh, and I will say Kelly definitely gets most improved too because she goes from a, sc- a week one score of 14 up to a week three score of 21. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely seeing major improvements out of her. Mm-hmm. So we will certainly come back to more thoughts on Kelly Monaco. Mm-hmm. But now let's move on to the boy bander, the very first dancer ever seen on Dancing with the Stars, Joey McIntyre and Ashley Del Grosso. Let's get Mm -hmm. this out of the way first. Most importantly, Ashley Del Grosso, we will be sending you an invitation to join our Dancing with the Stars season 30 cast because Katie and I will be producing it. Um, You are first on our list because you are perfect and should be on Dancing with the Stars again. So thank you for being one of our loyal listeners, Miss Del Grosso. And we look forward to seeing you on season 30. We'll have our people call your people. We're very influential. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's just so bubbly and cute and lovely. Yes. And I mean, she is literally the focus of the very first package of the show of how much she loves Joey, which I loved. I loved so much. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just delightful. She's bubbly, but she's also tough, which I appreciate. You know, you can tell that, like, she means business. You can tell that she expects perfection. Um, they talk later in week three about how, you know, she is so technical-minded and how much she um, puts emphasis on making sure that your dances are technically correct. And um, I, yeah, I enjoyed her. Um, I appreciated their cha-cha. Um, he, he kicks off week one, first dance of the season. It is Joey and Ashley out there on the floor. Um, they had great content. I thought that it was choreographed beautifully. Um, I do think he lost steam towards the end of the dance, but it was a very good dance. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an impressive first dance. It was good and traditional. It really felt, again, that the show was doing... A, like traditional ballroom dance competition just on tv with celebrities mm-hmm. celebrities and so in that way it was a success to me it was a little bit sedate it was a little low energy a little bit stiff at times but i did think he did well um he scored a 20 on that dance and i thought it was so enjoyable that the audience had no idea how to take that <laughs> that they were like yeah are we cheering for this is 20 good are we happy about that like a 20 like some he got a he got two sevens and a six are we are we pleased we don't like that bruno gave him a six but i think we're okay with a 20 right i mean a 20 is like a is a d right like is that good do we do we like that for him? And then the very next dance was also a twenty, and for the next twenty they were like going oh, hog wild. Yes, like, I love twenties. Like yes, this is the best score you can get out of thirty. Like, yes, mm, we love a twenty. So in that way, it was kind of fun just to be like they had no idea, but mm-hmm. it is also hard. I'm sure for the judges, they were like, where do we set this bar? So it, like a twenty for that first dance made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in week two, Joey performed a quick step, 
this one a 21, which gave them a total of 41 over the first two. Um, it was a dance to a song from Greece. Katie, am I correct what? in saying you have a little bit of affection towards Greece? Just a small, small amount. When the music started, did I gasp and did I go, a Greece quick step? Yes. I don't, have they done much Greece in the Dancing with the Stars history? There's like none that really jump out at me. Perhaps they've done a little bit. I, I do not recall for the life of me. What I really appreciated was in this might lead into them talking about week three, but I appreciated that they didn't go super gimmicky with the costumes of this. Yes, they were doing a Grease song, but they were in a more traditional um, ballroom dancing style costuming. I liked that they didn't, it, it still felt very traditional and it didn't feel like they were trying to, to be something that they weren't up at this point. And then it was so interesting how on the flip side of that, then in week three, mm -hmm. not that they went totally gimmicky, but in week three, they really did. Like, it was the first, in my opinion, costume mm -hmm. of the season where I am, you know, because everyone had been in a suit up to this point or a suit-like um, outfit and the women were wearing ball gowns or Latin-inspired gowns, you know, and the colors coordinated with each yes. other. Yes, and then this was the first, well, not, I mean, week two was not the first, but week three was the first time where it was like, oh, we're doing something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you're ready to talk about yes. it yet. We can keep well, okay. we can talk about it for reasons I'll get into in a minute. Um, so that third dance was a jive to mm -hmm. Bruno's song, I'm Still Standing. Uh, and in that jive, they scored a 22 and Joey was in like a GI dress outfit and Ashley was in bright pink. Mm -hmm. They were really focused on telling a story that that was their whole package that Joey was like, Ashley, we're going to perform. We're going to make this like we meet. We don't like each other. We get into it. To me, weeks two and three for him were opposite ends of the spectrum. Week yes. two, he was just bland. The dance itself was kind of bland as like whatever mm -hmm. week three he went so into performance that for me it was sloppy it was way too loose it just looked flaily honestly i don't i don't get joey i mean i can see where he's charming i guess but i just don't care it was so interesting because i felt like the week three dance really is more of the modern era of Dancing with the Stars. It was more gimmicky. They were doing more of the storytelling. Um, it wasn't as technically focused. And I was so surprised because I thought Len was going to be so harsh on this because we are in the inaugural season and we are already pushing the boundaries, if you will. And so I was ready for Len to just go in on it. And it was... I don't think it was super sloppy. I don't think the judges loved it, but like I still thought it was a good jive. I think it was still a entertaining dance. Oh, I liked it far less than the judges did. So when they started doing critiques, I was floored. I thought they were going to hate it yeah. because I did not like it. Mm -hmm. And I am correct. 
Oh, good to know. I mean, on this podcast, I'm the head judge. I'll have my lawyers contact your lawyers. (laughs) Are you ready? I will fight you. (laughs) Good luck. Uh, So I feel about Joey, not to the level of Carrie Ann and Kelly, but at least like maybe Bruno and Kelly. Um, it's interesting because honestly, after the first night, I would put um, Joey and Rachel as the front runners. And Rachel is still, now that we're, you know, into week three, going into week four for our next episode next week, um, I would say Rachel is definitely still a front runner in my mind. I don't know when she gets eliminated, but she, like, mm-hmm. I think is killing it. And Joey has slowed down a bit in my mind, but I like oh, yeah. him much more than you do, apparently. After week one, I really liked him. And then the next two, I was just like, nope, okay. this is not working for mm-hmm. me. So let's talk about, let's talk about Miss Hunter. Let's talk about the woman to whom I will be sending at least one apology and maybe... I know some requests for autographs. <laughs> it, like truly, Rachel surprised me mm-hmm. in how much I enjoyed her, mm-hmm. how well she did. I mean, there are so many things to say with Rachel, so let's just launch into her dances. Um, week one, she did a waltz to a score of 20, which uh, again, put her at the top of the leaderboard with the other 20s. Um, I just like the way Jonathan stands (laughs) and the way that like he stood at the start of their dance was like so good. And Rachel's posture in a reflection of his was also really nice. Mm -hmm. I was just like, just looking at them together. They just look like a good dance partnership. Yes, I would agree. It was so interesting too, because he starts off the package with I'm a woman's dream partner. And it's like, oh, okay, sure, you are, Jonathan. Like, okay, you were such a dream for Anna Trebunskaya that you're not together anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What? How have I become the mean one on this podcast? I'm not shocked. Um... (laughs) Katie, I will cut you for that comment. Um, I thought that they did a beautiful dance personally and like I loved their waltz so don't get me wrong mm-hmm. with that I didn't feel like there was a ton of content in it and what was so interesting was to hear Len say he's the top ballroom dancer in the world I want to see more waltz because mm-hmm. you I just don't feel like you hear that nowadays and so it, it is interesting to hear how like it almost feels like the judges are also critiquing the professionals too in a very concrete way. They critique them a lot. There was one, I don't remember who it was. There was one where Len's comment was literally just to the pro, not to the, the star. Yeah. Um, yeah, for that, Walt, I also agreed. I didn't get a lot of like partnered dance content <laughs> in it. And that's what I wished but I mean, I liked it. She moved very well. I really loved her dress and it moved well with her. And let's not forget, she had the flu 24 hours before she went out there mm-hmm. and performed. Yeah. 
Like, it wasn't Len's cup of tea. It might not have been mine, but she did well, and she did it despite really tough circumstances for her. Absolutely. Which also felt weird that she got a very dopey edit in the first episode. Yes. I wrote in my notes... The model can't focus, insert joke here. But I mean, they truly were. They were like, oh, Rachel has a short attention span. Oh, it's hard to get her to focus. Oh, and it it just, it was an odd, it didn't fit what some of the other couples had gotten. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, she was coming after Joey and Ashley. Mm-hmm. And that package was, Ashley loves Joey. Yes. Ashley loves Joey. And then we got to, Rachel's just kind of a ditz. And then mere minutes after they're like oh by the way you had the stomach flu talk about that yes so like i didn't necessarily come away from the first episode loving rachel but i was like you know what she dances well she's fine she was she surprised me and like i said Mm -hmm. like after the first episode i really did have her as one of my front runners and then she leads off episode two with a rumba uh to which she receives a 24 it is the highest score of the night Mm -hmm. uh, which gives her a total of 44 uh, and we are going to talk about that score in a moment it's not the highest score of the night it's not the highest score of the night John gets (gasps) 26 oh okay sorry okay they had a 44 she's in second place I didn't go to school for math (laughs) I'm not a nerd (laughs) so that dance their rumba was fine um the my main takeaway from that rumba they spent their package talking about the three difficult moves dangerous moves is what they oh, use excuse me dangerous moves and for one of the three moves we saw it for half a second because they did a camera close-up on her face and then for a half second we see they cut away and all of a sudden we see that she's like got one leg on the floor like she's only holding on to it's uh, called the one leg hang as jonathan describes it okay so they're doing the one leg hang and it like we see it for literally half a second she's smiling beautifully she is smiling mm-hmm. so beautifully. She looks gorgeous. And you're like, okay, kind of a weird shot. And then they cut and you're like, oh my God, they're doing the dangerous move. And I never would have known. Like, truly, we almost didn't see it yeah. because we see it for a minuscule amount of time. It is it is a bonkers moment that I was like, why? So we have finally found our first, the camera people on Dancing with the Stars. Sometimes aren't the best like i don't think there are very few times that i think to myself in later seasons wow this is a bad shot usually it's just oh i wish they got this detail closer or i wish we didn't have this camera person in the shot which we do get in these first three episodes but this was just like inexplicable to me Mm -hmm. why they did this when she's doing the one leg hang Mm mm-hmm um what i appreciated in her package was her yelling as they're doing these moves and to just really i know that you're not watching the current season and i don't mean to do a call call forward to the current season but they really don't show a ton of like actual rehearsal footage it's a lot of gimmicky things and so it's been so nice to get to watch them rehearsing and to see how like when they do the um 
death drop as he describes it Mm -hmm. like she yells almost every single time in the rehearsal package and she literally says like I hope I don't yell when we're doing this live like that's what I'm afraid of doing and it's like I just appreciated like she was endearing she was fun and she's dang good Mm -hmm. I agree that having those rehearsal things and just her personality shining is why it's good to do actual rehearsal packages. Because as a producer, you might think, oh, it's boring. We're just doing rehearsal packages all the time. We got to send them to different places or have them do weird things. No, we see them shine in those situations mm-hmm. that because they're a different person, it is not the same. And audiences don't get bored because their personalities should work if you cast well and if you're doing your job Mm -hmm. Um, that said you can like send Evander to a swing dance group and that's fun, but because there's actual content there, but that's just for when we start producing the show next season. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned everybody. Uh, But I did like this dance all in all. mm -hmm. Um, I'm not particularly fond of Rumba's, but I think that she performed it well. Um, I thought one interesting moment was that the spotlight seemed to follow him, especially in one moment where they were quite separated and the spotlight was like solely on him and he like swooped into her. And I Mm -hmm. just thought that was, again, because this is a celebrity competition series, it felt interesting that the spotlight was not on her. Yes. Then, so she is in second place and she is in the bottom two Mm -hmm. the real bottom two when trista is eliminated so her next package solely focuses on the fact that they were in the bottom two Mm -hmm. before they dance uh their week three dance which is a tango to toxic which i loved and i Also, of course, I loved that. Didn't realize how old Toxic is, and was like, mm-hmm. this was out in two thousand and five. Yeah, like I think that song was pretty, if not like recent, recent was still like young. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and that package just made me feel so sad because she was like, "We know we're not gonna get the votes, yes. so we have to score." There's like. It's not because we don't like you. It's because, like, as a model, we're going to know you less than, say, like, a face who we hear talk or we see, like, do funny stuff or we, like, see in movies and TV Mm -hmm. and, like, know because your character, like, you're a model, therefore we're going to know you less. Mm -hmm. And, like, I know she was just kind of saying the reality of it and wasn't trying to be like, oh, woe is me. But it felt so sad to hear her just matter-of-factly say it. And that was the moment I thought, I here I am 15 years later engaging in the same thing that she was like, well, I hope we're here, but I just expect we'll go because who's going to vote for us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, I will vote for you. I will find a time travel machine. I will go back to 2005 and I will vote for you, Rachel. Because she, it, it really wasn't. I didn't get a woe is me vibe from it. Like you Mm-mm. said, it was just so matter of fact. And it was interesting to not hear her partner say, no, 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 of course we will. You know, like it, he wasn't 
lying to her. He was, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't validating her either. I really appreciated their whole she wants to lead thing. I thought that was so funny. And it took me back to our college days where you and I took a ballroom dancing class together. And I remember you saying, stop trying to lead. (laughs) I was like, Rachel, I get it. She just like truly they went from sort of the matter of fact making it so much sadder into this fun goofy package yes and she was a lot of fun in the live shows she's again so many of the celebrities in these first three episodes weren't very good about showing personality live Mm -hmm. that they were either like too winded or too nervous yes they didn't give much rachel was kind of fun in her interviews mm-hmm. and i think the fact that she was in the bottom two the first bottom two made her be like well i have no idea how long i'm gonna be here then so i'm gonna go all in on just you know what let's do it i think she said at and... one point right like i have nothing to lose or something like that mm-hmm. so she she danced that tango very well she received a 26 and i i thought it was a very good tango I do have a question. There's that move that she was like doing almost like a split off the top stair. Yes. And he had her and he like dragged her down the stairs. Was that a lift? A hundred percent it was. And I was waiting for the judges to all jump on that and nobody said anything. And I was like, that is the, that is a lift if I have ever seen a lift. Also, it was such a strange move because the way her dress was, we like couldn't see her leg. I had so we just kind of saw her like flowing forward, but not in a way that made it. It was so strange that I, I will say, I did not like that move. I didn't I did like her like dress. It. I did not like her dress. I think that the it, it was essentially a slit. And Mm -hmm. there were ruffles on one side. So you literally could not see one of her legs because it started, the slit started maybe like thigh area. I don't know where. And then one leg seemed like it was completely covered because it went down to the floor. And that's all I kept thinking is I wish I saw more of her legs. It, It made sense to me as a tango dress. I don't disagree with you that we could have seen her legs more because Bruno said it twice in three episodes, but he is so true. She has legs like Sid Charisse. Mm-hmm. Her legs are incredible. In each of the three dances, there are moments where she would like do a leg extension or like, Hey, want to see how high she can lift her leg mm-hmm. or Hey, want to see me slowly, sensually bend my leg forward. And I'm like, yes, I would watch an hour of you moving your leg <laughs> dancing with Rachel Hunter's leg. <laughs> Rachel, if you're listening, how can we arrange to have Chris watch you move your leg for an hour? But we're not objectifying you because we don't do that on this podcast. Oh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed her. Um, And she was not in the bottom two. No, but for the second episode, interesting, which I don't think that they've said it's a guaranteed order, but it went John, like for who was announced safe, Mm -hmm. it went John, Kelly, and then Rachel. So I wonder if she isn't right on that cusp. Um, I mean, they said it was in random order, except for the final two. Um, I mean, I think it would be a good assumption, uh, but with the the change in the scoring that it became like translate to 
you get the most you just get a flat point total mm-hmm. it's not based on um how far apart were your scores um i think that might have helped her this week because i mean she gets five points because she had the highest score yes. of that night mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter how close the scores were she just translates into a five yeah. and i think that probably helped her yeah. um all right we have one final dancer to discuss and again there's going to be a lot of pins put in this discussion but let's talk about seinfeld star john o'hurley also john o'hurley was only in like 20 some episodes of seinfeld okay which i love that we're like seinfeld star john o'hurley and that is what he's most known for but he's not in very much of that show well i mean i don't watch seinfeld so i don't know but i mean good for him to like make the most of what he was given like it's it's almost to me it's like jonathan groff in hamilton he's only in nine minutes of that entire stage performance but they are nine memorable minutes and so i think that's probably how john was in seinfeld Mm -hmm. and i mean he's he's so good i really really like john o'hurley he is totally the right tone Mm -hmm. for the show it's hokey without being dumb Mm -hmm. it is like kind of cheesy but sincere and like truly he is the right sort of star for this show and he he is having so much fun he is performing the heck out of things some might say overperforming you might say overperforming i would not and i'm ready to argue on this one i think that john is such a good he's laying the groundwork for what the show becomes there are so many little responses that he has to questions that are fielded his way and like just the way that he conducts himself throughout all of the show and so um you know she uh lisa says something about like being the oldest competitor there or or something along those lines and he says you know i'm the oldest and i'm wearing the most spandex and like that's such a quick retort but it and he's not taking himself seriously and it works so well and it's it's the show at its best Mm -hmm. and it's fun to see that happening from the get-go well i think it's so good so much of the so many of the packages and so many of the questions that Lisa asks are often about, oh, how nervous are you about this? Or how much pressure is there on the competition? Or how serious do we need to take this? And then you have John O'Hurley, who's like making jokes out of everything Mm -hmm. and isn't being like, oh, this is so stupid. It's just, we're gonna laugh about the situation and enjoy it. And I think that helps cut the tension a little bit it's it's tom's role but as a contestant yes because tom is doing that as the host and is cutting through some of this tension but also his task is to be serious and to eliminate people at the end of the night and to do this but then john o'hurley similarly one of the competitors is like okay yes we do like we don't want to let people down like kelly says or we like don't want to go home it sucks if we go home like trista says but John is also here being like, you know, if I 
lose 20 pounds. I will perform in a red Speedo. I'm wearing the most spandex. We're going to be lucky if I don't die after this dance. Like, he's just being so glib about it mm-hmm. while still caring. And I think it really sets the tone for Dancing with the Stars. A good tone to go for. So he starts off with the cha-cha performed to September, which is such an interesting song choice. And it didn't quite work for me. Um, I enjoyed his dance. I felt like he was overacting. But what I really did appreciate was that in the package for week one, they discussed the difficulty of going from student to leader and how he is learning this dance, but then is also having to learn how to lead. And I don't think that's talked about enough with the male celebrities that come on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first impression of him was like, okay, I get it. I get how he makes it to the finale. I, my thing on what you just said, yes, there's a certain sense of that, but because these are all choreographed routines, I do think there's a certain aspect of leading that, doesn't really it's not like he's leading and the partner has no idea what where he's going to lead her Mm -hmm. or what he's going to do it is a choreographed routine so i don't know how much leading in this routine really affects it but i i also understand it just from like a posture from a like what if we do move slightly like farther than we usually would or or less so i get it i I just am putting that as a question into the ether, not because I think we can solve it of, are they really leading? Mm-hmm. Um, but as to that cha-cha, yeah, they get a 20. I think he's real charming in the dance. He performs well. He's just fun to watch. Um, it just from minute one, I was like, man, he's so good. He's so much fun. I love him. Uh, so then his second dance, they dance a quick step uh, for which they perf- they get the highest they get the highest score because 26 is greater than 24 yes it is it has more to it uh so he has a total score of 46 for the first two he's just he's so much fun in the package he's so much fun while performing he has such great chemistry with charlotta like charlotta only appears in this first season katie How do you feel about Charlotta? I enjoy her. I really like her. I love her. I don't know why she never came back. I do not know why. I think she would have made a very good addition for the seasons to come. Like she, Mm -hmm. she choreographs well. I like some of the playfulness. I believe it's this dance that begins with him like thrusting out his hand as she's at the top of the stairs and she Mm -hmm. like shakes her head and then he like begs on his knees and like those little things are so fun and like I I think she did such a good job. They have such a good energy together Mm -hmm. and I suppose it's a case of if she comes back do we like her as much with somebody who's not John? Mm -hmm. Like was it just like a a pairing made in heaven but they are so good together and she like yeah in the first three episodes the pros talk a little bit during the live shows just occasionally but charlotta is the first one to like tell an actual joke she like 
is right there to be like, oh yeah, I'll interject. I'll say some like things of real substance, not just like, oh, we're happy with these scores. Like, no, she's there to also have fun. I just, I really loved her. I loved that whole dance. I just thought, I looked up after this dance, he's only done a little bit of stage work and I wish he had done so much more Broadway. Because after watching that quick step, I was like, he would be such a good Broadway star. I loved the dance. Like, I was blown away at this dance. Also, just as a very quick interjection, I died in his package when they are going up the stairs to work on his stamina. And he just looks at the camera as he's passing it by and goes, this is why we have escalators. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. But I didn't know. I didn't know we had escalators in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> but their dance was so, his frame was impeccable. I think that is some of the best frame and hold that I have seen in a quick step he was so smooth on top the waist up didn't you would never know how fast they were going if you did not get to see his feet because he was smooth as can be it was an elegant quick quick step which I loved I loved everything about it I liked their costumes um and this is the score this is the dance that Carrie Ann dubbed them the couple to be mm -hmm. i mean i think easily out of the dances of these first three episodes it is the best dance yes it's tied for the highest score but i think it is the best dance mm -hmm. um so take that as you will their final dance and the final one we will talk about is their tango they received a 24 uh they received another nine from carrie ann an eight from Len and a seven from Bruno. Carrie Ann still dubbed them the ones to beat in a very low energy way, as Carrie Ann was wont to do in these first episodes. Um, it was a little jerky, a little bit like not frantic, but I just thought it was still very, very smooth at times. I thought it was very strong. I just think he's so watchable. He is so charismatic when he's dancing. He is so charming. I loved, and I get the sense that you did not love this. Like there was a moment when he just like did an eyebrow wiggle during the tango that like, who's going to catch that but the cameras. But I was like, I love that for him. I loved it. It was fine. I mean, it worked. <laughs> it, it it worked with the song. I don't think it worked with the dance. I appreciate what he was going for. But like I, as they said, a tango should be passionate. It was once banned for being too erotic. And that was not, it, it takes the passion out of it because it's poking fun at the dance. And I get it, but like, I didn't love it. Out of the two tangos, his was not my favorite, um, but I really enjoyed some of their slowed down sections where it was like, we're going to slowly raise our leg and slowly- Oh, that tandem leg lift, so good. It was so gorgeous. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I just, for me, like the eyebrow wiggle works because let me ask you, 
Is John O'Hurley sexy? No. Is his persona to be so erotic that he's going to be banned? It should be. No, it's, I mean, no. <laughs> I know I know the tango should be, but if John O'Hurley was doing that, would you take him seriously? Or would you be like, what am I watching? Why am I watching Well, this? but it should be passionate. And like, I think. He... Uh, but I think there was, I think there was passion in it. Like the eyebrow wiggle wasn't like he was being silly. He was doing it like, it, almost like a vaguely like cheeky version of sensuality. That for me totally worked it, because it didn't that for me. he was making passion and eroticism work for his persona, which is a man with far too much product in his hair. For me, it was just it was more serious than it was passionate. Like I would have, mm -hmm. I would label that as a serious dance and not a. Mm -hmm. I think he should have been more focused on the connection with his partner. Uh, see, I think they have such connection. I think they are easily the best overall couple. This is now a John O'Hurley fan podcast. It is one-sided John O'Hurley fan podcast. <laughs> I like him. I don't dislike him. Mm -hmm. I'm just not like fully on team John. I'm fully on team mm -hmm. Rachel. Right. Well, that brings us to the end of these three episodes. We'll have plenty more to say about the four remaining couples. We'll have things to say about the judges. We'll have things to say about Tom. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody that we're supposed to have feelings about. And, and perhaps I'll continue to be the meanest person who's ever hosted a Dancing with the Stars podcast. I swear, I, I swear I'm not always like Carrie Ann <laughs> talking about Kelly. I swear these people didn't like steal my lunch money didn't bully me didn't uh chris you're not whatever. enjoyable to watch <laughs> i just can't can you imagine saying that to another human being can you imagine someone has just performed a dance and you look them in the eyes and you say that was not enjoyable to watch i mean i was able to refrain from doing that to people in our ballroom dance class <laughs> <laughs> You never heard me say that to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just let me lead, girl. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> but we will put pins in all those things and talk about them next time. That's a tease. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. Give us five stars on whatever podcast listening system you utilize and tell your friends even if they don't like dancing with the stars tell them to give us ratings or whatever but only good ones if you hate it don't let us know if you love it definitely let us know just don't if you hate it we would just like some constructive criticism please don't just like tell us we're unenjoyable and that we're just not pleasing that we looked like we just came from the hospital. We don't want to be embarrassed on national television. No. Katie, I love you and I like you. Chris, I hear you and I see you. And until next time, please make sure, stay tuned for this rerun of Lost.